if a person forgets an idea that seemed enlightening, if a person forgets an idea that seemed potentially enlightening, if a person forgets an idea that seemed important, if a person forgets an idea that seemed potentially important, that seemed potentially enlightening. Importantly, if a person forgets an idea that seemed importantly potentially enlightening, if a person forgets an idea that seemed importantly potentially to offer enlightenment on some subject, on any subject, in a moment, of that moment, if a person forgets an idea that seemed importantly, potentially enlightening of a moment, in that moment, for the moment, it can lead to a yearning. It can lead to a yearning and a loss. It can lead to a learning and a yearning. It can lead to a yearning and a loss. It can lead to a yearning and a loss of learning. It can lead to a yearning for suicide. Write down your ideas. Chapter seven, write down your ideas. To present someone like Leskov as a storyteller does not mean bringing him closer to us, but rather increasing our distance from him. The storyteller, Walter Benjamin. The old man's plastic carrier bags had contained 83 notebooks. Thousands of pages written in a tight, neat, extremely small script and in several languages. They were often dated but not in every case. Connor sat well into the night reading some of the English notes. They were the most recent so they might yield the most useful information regarding the man's demise. On the other hand, it also felt a little backwards, like reading a novel from the wrong end. The notes presented a man living not quite on the street, but not quite officially either. He had a fluid sense of his place in this city or cities. He had lived in quite a few. 
seemed to feel himself a part of the city and to be entitled to shelter there any way he could find. He felt himself a native wherever he found himself and as such entitled to a living from the things of the city as a deer is entitled to live in and from the forest. A hunter-gatherer of the urban places of Europe. The phrase and the image came to Connor as a single impression. These things were all inferred, of course. They were not, Connor imagined, remarkable to the old fellow, as he did not dwell on them. He did not explain. He described, quote, Sunday, 17 September 2017. The sun is so low and bright. It is one of those September mornings that carry a sense of the mountains, no matter where you are and how foul the air might be. Memories of such mornings and such light glimpsed, grasped through prison bars. The car park is clean, but will soon be too cold. Sean's still unwell, but bears up strongly. Once again, nothing in the bookshop but conversation. Unquote. Connor raised the notebook along with his coffee cup to read the minute writing. He could like this man, but he was also definitely someone who rambled. Witness, quote, I worry for the largest tree in the number two park. The fellows who cut the grass go too close with their machines and cut the bark. Disease has already entered. I asked them to be careful, they listen patiently, indulging a strange old fellow, but they can't be more careful without becoming different people. I would like to find somewhere with flowers for the winter." Unquote. He seemed to note all his random thoughts, seemed to be living to do so. The diaries, if you could call them that, gave very little information. They gave impressions, they presented experiences in a vague manner the manner of folk tales. He was a storyteller rather than a reporter in his own life. The man did not sound threatened. He seemed completely comfortable with his life and in himself. There was not a single suggestion that he was soon to die or that he felt anyone might wish him harm. Connor wanted to talk to the people who were mentioned in the notes, but they were all as close to archetypes as they were to individuals. Quote, the woman with the small house fell on the hill near the river and the force of her fall against the raised edge of the path cut off the top of her ear. She sat for a while looking at the severed piece as if it were something foreign. She was the only one who didn't seem to notice the blood. The pain, I suspect, was already there." Unquote. Quote, I am not sure how old I am and I don't care except that I have been around a long time and I still hate my voice. I sometimes wonder if I made my life take its course specifically so that I didn't have to hear my own voice too often. Could I have controlled the course of history like that? Unquote. Quote, the glowing skin, the childlike complexion of the religious true believer or the opium addict. Unquote. Before he had arrived in Connor City, he had been in London, Berlin, Hamburg, somewhere in northern Greece or southern Macedonia that Connor couldn't identify. And before that, east, much further east in the world of the Cyrillic alphabet. He liked trains in a romantic and excited manner, but it seemed that most of his journeys had taken place on foot and over the course of many, many years. He worked, he worked hard and often, but he 
did not always make a distinction between labour he was paid for and the unpaid sort. It looked to Connor as though he had been a photographer for a time. There were copious notes on images, but there was not a single photograph to be found amongst the close written pages. Quote, there is little here to take. I must find the highest place. Unquote. Quote, I slowed the shutter down more and more, but it was still impossible to capture the rain the way I experienced it. I am soaked and sometimes feel as if I am the rain, and yet the images are not correct. Deadline. Unquote. Connor had an image of the man planning these photographs without ever taking them, without ever owning a camera. On the short walk to the station he passed Emer's shop, but she hadn't opened yet. She was a little later than usual. The rain fell and he stopped briefly and considered what it would be like to try to become the rain. He attempted as he walked to see what the old man had seen, how he had seen it. Too quickly, too easily, he felt that he did. Emer was reading an entry marked 5th May. There was no year noted. Quote, the square near my nest, it ran. Last year was quiet, but this year the streams flowed through different gullies and there was a great wave that crashed near the park. The smoke was pink, pink, and this evening I walked through what remained of it and it caught in my throat, but not so badly that I could not watch it move and play in the air for a short time. Pink but when it touches the cement it has no colour." His nest. She looked around her at her shop. Quote, I heard a story about a man who parked a car on the Minion Street near the Mother of Mercy's flats. There are many stories about those flats. People tell stories about the place like people do about things they find intimidating in general. The forest in fairy tales, for instance. They tell a joke about someone parking round there and asking someone on a corner if the car would be there when they came back. The reply comes, Mister, if you park your car anywhere in this city, it'll be here when you come back. Back to the man at the centre of this story. As was usual then, and is also now, some little young fellas approached him and offered to watch his car with the implied threat that they would damage it if not paid a little. He said, you could do that, or you could help me with something. Six months later, the kids were running their own little shop. They'd started the garden. People asked him, this man of the story, what are you doing this for? I know I have a reason, he would reply, but I can't think of it just now. It'll come to me, it'll come, but for the moment, I think we should just get on with this. Ema knew the Mother of Mercy flats. She walked around them if she had to go that way. She wondered if the old man was still repeating fantasies or if there was a real history to the story. The morning was never that busy. She decided to open the shop an hour late. Sergei was an early riser by habit and inclination. He had waited until his first coffee of the day to look at the notebooks. That was the first line he had read, I have lived my life 
in the light of some perpetual pre-dawn. He did not like it. This was a dangerous line, not for level-headed men and women. He knew this light and loved it too, but it had its place. It's time. You did not live your life in it or nothing would get done. Quote, we have become like the inhabitants of a tiny island who refuse to acknowledge the existence of the ocean that surrounds them. We deny the fact of the vast majority of time, which is the property of death, and we deny its existence, unquote. Whether it was because he had been young or something to do with the language, the man, uh, the man had been given to dramatic in more given to dramatic in Russian and Sergei's coffee-fueled but as yet unbreakfasted mind felt as if it as if it were being driven somewhere too fast. He kept reading.